This is a Poets and Writers page one author reading. To hear more, visit us at pw.org forward slash multimedia or at soundcloud.com forward slash poets and writers. I am trying to get Aaron to sleep. It's close to midnight on a Sunday, the bedroom dark but for one low lamp, the air purifier purring. He is struggling, crying out, his eyes squeezed shut in pain. I rub his back. I kiss his forehead. It's okay, I whisper. You're okay. Across the bridge of his nose are the freshly flecked scars of his swollen sinuses, like the scratches sleeping babies inflict on themselves with their tiny fingernails. How many nights have I spent rocking babies to sleep? How many hours waiting for the weight of their limbs to fall with the gravity of the dead, then laying them in the crib, sliding my hands out from under their diapered bottoms one knuckle at a time, praying, please, please, please. But Aaron is not a baby. He is my husband. Two hours ago, he was in our older son's room, putting him to bed for the second time. I'd taken the boys to the Apple Harvest Festival, Aaron hadn't been in shape to go, where they had encountered a clown in the funhouse. Later, the memory of the clown kept Nico awake, and Aaron got him to calm down by telling him about the painting of a clown that had hung in his house growing up, how much it had scared him, and how messed up it was that his parents had refused to take it down. Before long, Nico was laughing and then sleeping, and then the two of us stood as we do most nights in his doorway and said to each other, what a beautiful boy, and then stood in Henry's doorway and said it again. Now we are in our room. It's the first night of October in Ithaca, New York. Last night it was in the 90s and the portable fans are still gathered around the room, blank-faced, needy, bearded in dust. It's a narrow room, once a sleeping porch, still poorly insulated, and any day now we will need to turn on the heat. I'm in my flannel pajamas, wrapped in the bare, slightly sour-smelling duvet, but Aaron is in his underwear, no blanket, no sheet, because, even though he's cold, the contact hurts his skin. Did you take your medicine? He plunges his hand into the little basket of orange pill bottles arranged on his nightstand. He knows by size and shape which are the right ones. He rattles out two Seroquel, then two Aleve PMs. Four years ago, he developed D-grade esophageal ulcers after a steady diet of ibuprofen, and I helped him find the baby blue pills that have spilled onto the bed. His hands are shaking. He chases them with a swig of Smirnoff ice. I try not to worry what the sugar will do to his teeth. Four months ago, he'd been sober for four years. Then he decided that the pain of being inside his own skin was worse than the pain of addiction. And was he really an alcoholic anyway? My sister-in-law was making mojitos that night. She offered Aaron one and he said yes, and we all laughed about her bad influence, the powers of her mixology. But only Aaron and I understood what we were toasting, what we were risking. Let's take your glasses off, honey. I slide them off his blistered nose and find a place for them beside the bed. There's not a spare inch of space on the nightstand, a tissue box, nasal spray, a drawing pad, three alarm clocks, books upon books, a pencil cup Henry made for him from a frozen orange juice carton in kindergarten last year. His body is seizing up, each wince piling on the last. I don't know what's happening, he cries. I rest my hat against his armpit where I don't think I'll hurt him. Shh, I don't know either. He's having a fit. It's kind of familiar, though I can't be sure. Is it his skin or something deeper? 
The last two days, his body has issued a red, angry rash, one that evades language as fiercely as it evades diagnosis. Although what is diagnosis but language? On his left arm, above the bird tattoo, and below the eyeball sun tattoo, across the tattoo that says Eleanor, it's more like a third-degree sunburn. The one on his chest and ribs, a new place in recent months, might be called a rash. Doesn't it look like a penis and balls, he asked me earlier today. The one on his right shin, the one I'm very careful not to rub up against in our bed, might best be called a boil. It is faintly blue, the color of the blood inside, though the skin around it is the electric pink of infected skin. Both ankles are slightly swollen. It is bad, though not emergency room bad, not even urgent care bad. At least, I don't think so.